Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. And we pray that you'd enable us to have ears to hear and hearts to receive what you have for each one of us. Father, I pray that none of us could, could miss what you have for us today. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there's this guy, and he was uh, walking along a cliff, and he slipped and fell. And on the way down, he, there was a branch sticking out, and he stopped his fall by grabbing a branch. And then he yelled up, is anyone up there to help me? And then God answered, yeah, this is God. I'll help you let go of the branch. I'll catch you. And the man yelled, is anyone else up there? <laughs> well, this morning, I want to talk to you a little bit about letting go and letting God. I want to talk to you about the ultimate trust test. Last week, I talked to you about three trust tests. You remember, we talked about the fact that we need to love God, obey God, and trust God. And trusting God may well be the hardest of the three. And so in order for us to learn to trust him, God gives us certain trust tests in the Bible so we can grow in our trust. We can learn to trust. Three of the trust tests that we mentioned last week our first trust test is keeping the Sabbath or keeping the Sabbatic pattern of working six days and resting on the seventh day, keeping that pattern. We are designed to keep that pattern. And God promises if we'll do that, this is a trust test, if we'll do that, if we'll work six day, days and rest on the seventh, he'll make six days cause us to be more prosperous than working seven days without rest. Now, it, it defies logic, but God will get involved if we'll trust him in keeping that pattern. It's a trust test. Now, the second trust test we talked about was the trust test of tithing. The word tithe means a tenth part. And God has set it up that the way his ministry is to function on the earth is his people are to all bring a tenth part to their place of worship. Of all the avenues of revenue that come our way, we're supposed to take 10% and bring it to the house of worship so God's work will get done. And here's what God promises. He promises that if we'll trust him, he'll make 90% go further than 100%. Now, again, that defies logic, but God will get involved as we obey him and trust him. The third trust test is the trust test of not taking our own revenge, but waiting on the Lord to avenge us. Trusting him that he'll take care of it. He'll, he'll do justice at the right time in the right way. We don't need to take matter into our own hands. It's a trust test. Trusting him to avenge us. It's a hard one, but again, it is a trust test. God will make sure to take care of it. Now, this morning, I want to talk to you about the ultimate trust test. The ultimate trust test is totally surrendering the control of our lives and our will to God. That's the ultimate trust test, a total, unconditional surrender of your life to God. It's hard, and that's why most don't do it. I want you to think about this concept of unconditional surrender. In May 1945, Germany 
unconditionally surrendered to the Allied troops. And I want to read you the exact words of the surrender of World War II by, the, by, by Germany. It goes like this. The German command agrees to the surrender of all German armed forces. These forces are to lay down their arms and to surrender unconditionally. All hostilities on land, on sea, or in the air by German forces in all areas will cease. And the German command will carry out at once, without argument or comment, all further orders that will be issued by the Allied powers on any subject. Disobedience of orders or failure to comply with them will be regarded as a breach of these surrender terms and will be dealt with by the Allied powers in accordance with the accepted laws and usages of war. The decision of the Allied powers will be final. That's unconditional surrender. All, 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 without argument, without comment, final. It's final. Now, surrendering the control of our lives to God is an unconditional surrender. It is the ultimate Trust test, it is letting go and letting God. Most never do it. Most are afraid to even go there. Now, we've been doing this series on wisdom from the book, <clears throat> book of Proverbs where we've been learning how to live life skillfully. What we're going to see today is that the ultimate way for us to live life skillfully is to totally yield the control of our lives over to God. So let's read Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Notice the words trust and lean. The idea here is putting all the weight of your life on him, on God. Trusting that he'll hold you up, he will support you, he's got you, he's got all of the things you're concerned about, if you'll just let them go and let them have him have them, he's got it, let it go, trust him, totally. Well, last week I decided to take a class in letting go, class in trusting and leaning I went to the Dallas Circus, and I took a class in trapeze. <laughs> Go ahead and put that slide up. This is not Photoshopped. <laughs> the first spiritual lesson 
I came to after I walked up the ladder, go ahead and run this next clip, <clears throat> is the instructor told me to, he says, I got you, I got you by the belt, reach out and grab the bar. Now let go of the other hand and grab the bar, bend your knees, I got you, I got you, and hop. And the adventure begins. It begins by trusting and doing what the instructor says. You know, these instructors were adamant about do what I say when I say to do it, and nobody will get hurt. And by the way, that's exactly what God wants us to do. God just says, just do what I say when I say to do it, and it's going to go well for you. Trust me, I got this. I got you. But it's hard for us. We, it's, we don't want to lean out. We like to be in control. But so many don't trust God and so many miss the adventure that God has for us if we would just trust him. What do I mean by letting go? I mean by letting go of control. What kind of control am I talking about? Letting go of your need to feel like you've got to control the situation. Letting go of your need to feel like you've got to control other people. Letting go of the need to feel like you've got to control the outcome. Letting go of your fears. Letting go of your concern about what might happen next. Letting go of your past. Some of you need to let that go. You're still dragging it with you. Let it go. Let it go of your demand to do it your way all the time. Letting go of worrying about what other people think about you. Just let it all go. Let it go of your life. And let God do for you and in you what only he can do. There is a deep surrendering here that God really wants us to do that most won't do it. They won't do it. It doesn't come naturally for us to do that. When my instructor said, now you need to do what I say when I say to do it, I was in a group of 10. After he said that, I took him to the side and I said, how about... <clears throat> How about you just tell me what you want me to do right now ahead of time? Just tell me. I mean, when am I supposed to do what? Just go ahead and tell me all at once. He looked at me and said, no. <laughs> he said, you do what I say when I say to do it, and that is how it works. That's how you're going to, in, in trapeze, that's the only way it works. Well, let's look at this passage because there's a lot of similarities about walking with God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, look at the verse again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, this word acknowledge, it means to know, K-N-O-W, to know him, but it, it's even more than that. The English word acknowledge 
doesn't really do justice to all this Hebrew word means. It has the idea of being aware of his presence. Being aware of his presence and having fellowship with him. In all your ways, be aware of his presence. He's there right there with you. And on all his way, and, and also know him, have fellowship with him. Listen to what he says when he says to do it. And your path will be straight. It'll work. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It'll be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Do what God says when he says to do it, and it'll work out. He'll make your path straight. It'll be healing to your body, refreshment to your bones. But it all starts with letting go, being willing to lean out and let go and trust God. It starts with surrender, trusting him to hold you up, trusting him to take care of all the stuff that you are holding on to and just let it go. He's got it. He's got you. So now on the way to learning to trust my instructor to catch me, I had to learn to do a few more things. First, I had to learn to put my bar over the legs. I mean, my legs, yeah, my legs over the bar. So let's watch this clip. Here's what I had to do next. Again, he says, okay, I got you. I got you. Lean out there. Lean out there. I'm pulling it up. The left hand, lean out. And I got you. I got you. Now let go of your other hand. I got you. I got, okay, all right, now uh, bend your knees, bend your knees, and hop. Get your legs over that bar, and stop there. <laughs> now, I had, to, I had to learn to do that, and then I had to learn next to arch my back and extend my arms straight out, and he told me to extend them out straight with my thumbs far away from my fingers as possible. That was the next thing that I needed to learn to do. So I want you to see this next photo. <laughs> Looks like a man in desperation, doesn't it? <laughs> but I want you to see something here because I, I'm doing something wrong here. And I'm not doing what he told me to do. You know, I'm, I'm positioning myself really to where I want to help him. I want to catch him. He told me not to do that. He told me just extend your thumbs far from your hands, hold your arms out, and let me catch you. Do not try to catch me. But I am ready to try my best <laughs> to catch him. You know, there was a writer named Henry Nguyen who became fascinated in the last years of his life with a group of trapeze artists called the Flying Rodleys. There's something about their courage, their soaring, their trusting, and their dependence that really inspired this uh, author, Christian author. He called it a parable for life with God. And here's what he writes, and I quote, One day I was sitting with a Rodley, the leader of the troop, Talking about flying, he said, 
As a flyer, I must have complete trust in my catcher. The public might think I'm a great star of the trapeze, but the real star is Joe. Joe is my catcher. He has to be there for me with split-second precision and grab me out of the air as I come to him in a long jump. He does all the work. I asked, what is the secret? Raleigh said, the secret is that the flyer does nothing. The catcher does everything. When I fly to Joe, I have simply to stretch out my arms and my hands and wait for him to catch me. And then he'll pull me safely over the apron behind the catch bar. You do nothing? I said, surprised. Nothing, Rodley repeated. The worst thing the flyer can do is to try to catch the catcher. I'm not supposed to catch Joe. It's Joe's task to catch me. If I grab Joe's wrist, I might break them or he might break mine. And that would be the end for both of us. A flyer must fly and a catcher must catch and the flyer must trust with outstretched arms that the catcher will be there for him. Okay, so now it's time for me to get caught. But I'm still holding on. I'm still trying to be in control of the situation. So when it comes time for me to get caught, I need to trust my catcher, but I'm not totally trusting him. I still want to help him out. So I want to see what happens when I do that. I miss. In a spiritual life, my part, of course, is to trust God. His part, God's part is to catch. catches us. He holds us. He does in me and for me what I can't do for myself. When I surrender my whole life, my whole will to God, then I'm ready to receive the power from him to do what I can't do. That's what they learn really in AA. That's what they learn in Celebrate Recovery. Many of you have been in those kinds of of groups realized that you had to come to a place of realizing you were powerless to do the things that you really wanted to do. You needed outside help. It's not just you, it's all of us. The Apostle Paul learned that. In Romans chapter 7, let's read, starting in verse 15, what the Apostle Paul Writes, he says, starting in Romans 7 15, for that which I am doing, I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not wish to do, I agree with the law, confessing that it is good. So now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which indwells me. For I know that nothing good indwells dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the wishing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I wish, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not wish. But if if I'm doing the very thing I do not wish, I am no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wishes to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in 
the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. A pastor, John Orberg, asked the question, where can I find God? He answers, at the end of my rope.com. And that's where some of you are right now. You are at the end of your rope. And, and I don't have to ask a show of hands, but I know a group this size. I talk to people every week. I know a group this size, there's many of you that feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've tied a knot. You're holding on. And what I want to tell you today is let go. Let go of all these things you're trying to control and manage and worried about. Let go and give it to God. Trust him. He will catch you. But you're going to have to let the catcher catch. Stop trying to control everything. And trapeze, the most important person to me that night in my class last week, was my catcher, Ryan. Ryan is one of the best catchers in the world, actually. In fact, he was on his way to be the catcher with Cirque du Soleil before COVID hit. So Ryan takes me aside after I totally botched my first attempt and gives me a whole set of instructions because he realizes I'm hard-headed. <laughs> and he tells me, he says, now when the moment comes, I want you just to, I want you to arch your back, point your toes, I want you to stretch out your arms, your thumbs far away, I want you to act like you're poking me in the eyes with your thumbs, but do not try to catch me. I will catch you, he tells me. You just let me catch you. He said, Gary, what I want you to do is just give me a good target. Don't help me. Just trust me. Now, the more I came to know about Ryan, the more I came, came to know him, the more I trusted him. Isn't that true with God, too? The more you know about him, the more you know him, the more you do trust him. So it comes my time to try again. So let me show you this next photo. Okay, here I am trying to remember everything you just told me in one second. But my main thing is do not try to catch him. I'm starting to extend my arms. I don't have them out all the way yet, but I'm going to extend them. And I'm going to trust him this time. So I'm hanging there, <clears throat> my, leg over the, my legs over the bars. I've surrendered to him. I'm going to trust him. And by the way, you know, this is such a spiritual parable. Because we come to a place, I think, where we realize, you know what? I've got to let go of being in control with this ego-driven, willful life and let God start leading it. I've got to let him catch me. There's a dying here. You know, when you surrender to God, there is a dying to self, a dying to control, a dying to having it your way all the time and saying, okay, Lord, from now on, I surrender. 
I trust you. I want your way, and I believe you're going to catch me. So now the next photo is it worked. <laughs> he caught me. I trusted him. I leaned on him. And he did what he said he was going to do. And God will do what he says he's going to do. He will catch you. He will change things for the better for your life if you will just trust him. Take all the stuff you're trying to control, all the stuff you're worried about, and let go. Surrender. And let God catch you. And I tell you what, it's really great being caught. Last photo here. You'll notice I got a smile on my face. I didn't know being caught would feel so good. But that's how it works in the school of letting go. There's fear. There's decision. There's surrender, trust, and getting caught. So I want to ask you this morning, have, have you done this with God, really? Have you really totally surrendered and said, okay, Lord, from now on, I'm not going to be in control. I want you in control. From now on, it's not my way, it's your way. From now on, I'm going to trust you with my life, that you can catch me, that you got this, that, that I can lean on you and you got it. You got me. You know, I'm, I want you to understand, this isn't, this isn't a matter of saying, I'm going to clean up my life. This is a matter of saying, God, I can't even do that. Would you come Clean up my life. You know, this is not about half measures and self-improvement. This isn't going to get the job done. This isn't about saying, okay, like, like New Year's resolutions. I'm going to get these things out of my life and add these things to my life. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about just surrendering your life fully to God and letting him tell you what to do and when to do it. A surrender of your life, of your will. Committed to following Jesus that, hey, I don't know where he's going next, but that's where I'm going. And I'm just going to follow him. You know, people, and we have a tendency, we want to negotiate with God about everything. We're like, you know, Lord, can I, I want to go to heaven when I die. What do I got to do to get that, you know, ticket? And then, okay, Lord, I, I pretty much got things down here, but every once in a while, I might need a little help, kind of like a cosmic bellhop. I've got a big cord here. Every once in a while, I might pull the cord, Lord. And he's saying, I don't want, God's saying, I don't want that. I want you. All of you. All the time. Totally mine. The first time that I actually made a surrender to the Lord was as a college student. I sunk down beside my bed in my dorm room, and I began to weep, realizing I'd been in control of my life, my entire life, and I relinquished control of my life, said, Jesus, from now on, I want you to lead it. And the great adventure began, but there's been many times along the way that I've taken back control, and I got to give it back to him. You know, Jesus actually shows us how to do this. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he's praying before he goes to the cross, Remember when he says, not my will, but thou will be done to his Father in heaven? Jesus let go. And the Father caught him and raised him up three days later. 
So have you abandoned your life to Christ? These are the words that haunted Henry Nguyen. The fire does nothing. The catcher does everything. The fire must trust. Trust. Stretch out your arms, thumbs far away from your fingers. Stretch out and say, catch me, Lord. Catch me. I'm going to ask Larry to come up here, and he's going to be singing a song over us here in just a moment. Perhaps you, some of you have never done this before, in all honesty, and I am confident there's people in this room that you, in all honesty, you never did this. Maybe you did some decision at some time in your life, but in all honesty, you never did a full surrender to Christ to say, okay, you can have it from now on. I do it your way. Your way, not my way. You've never done it, but today I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. And some of you, you did it maybe sometime in the past, but you know you took the reins back. You know you're back in control. And today I want to give you a chance to re-surrender and trust him to lead you fully. So here's how you want to do it. Let's all stand, first of all. And as we sing this song, it's a song is I Surrender. During this song, I want to ask you if you've never done this before or if you did, but you need to redo it today. I'm just going to ask you during this song, as you're saying, I surrender, just to go ahead and stretch your arms up, thumbs far from your fingers, and just look up to Jesus and say, catch me. I surrender. Father, you know where everyone in this room is right now. And I pray, Lord, that none of us could leave this room or leave this streaming right now unsurrendered. That we'd all surrender fully trusting you, fully letting go, trusting you to catch us, that you got it, you got us, you got everything, and we can lean 100% on you. Surrender our life, surrender our control, surrender our will. To you, Jesus. Here I am down on my knees again. Surrender me more. Surrender me more. Find me, Lord, as you draw. Desperate for you, I'm desperate for you, and I Speak. 
Here we are, Lord. We lean on you. We trust in you. We surrender to you, our, our good, good, good Father. Lord Jesus, we ask you to lead our lives. Have your way. We trust you. Lord, give us ears to hear your voice and to do what you say when you say to do it. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.